Nick. Oh. Ray. Hello. Folks, we are about to talk about a marathon session of professional wrestling, fisticuffs, blood, normally from usually from the mouth, <laughs> and multiple matches, all kind of craziness. This was something, my goodness, and it's all going to be talked about, starting with CM Punk as your new world champion after the break. Welcome to Go Home Heat. A wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peaking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, Go Home Heat. Okay, guys. I'm lucky enough to have Nick here. Lit Nick from Atlanta. How you doing? It is good to be here, ladies and gentlemen. Good to be here. Excellent. And I got my man Ray here. Hi. Ray doesn't always do these, but today he is willing to hang out with us for a moment or three. To grace us with his presence. I want to focus on things that I thought <laughs> my were... My tastes are not that refined. I want to focus on things that I thought were fantastic. And then I don't want to focus on the other things and I let other people look elsewhere to find out what people think about that. I will say a couple of things about things that I thought were really (laughs) – anyway. But (laughs) I want to focus on the positives here as much as possible. They gave us so much tonight. It was a long pay-per-view. Sometimes I think I can – I don't think it's fair to compare the two ways they do it because with with WWE, you're paying for Peacock and then you get wrestling with it. So you're getting for – four bucks or something, all of this content along with the monthly specials. Whereas here you're paying $50 for this. So they need to give you a packed show. What what I find interesting about that comparison though, is like, I remember there was like, that's kind of the reason why WrestleMania has been stretched out to two days so they can fit everything they want into like a a pay-per-view because they tried the one long one that was like eight hours. I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was like right. first, that was like the the first time we had um a new Japan Jared. No, it wasn't the first time we had him over, but it was the first time we watched like a WrestleMania with him and the last time. Super long. Um He I, gave up on WWE after that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Not <laughs> after that specific pay-per-view, after a Raw after, uh, somewhere down the yeah, line. Yeah, like the yeah. the lowest rated Raw ever, pretty yeah, much. Something like yeah. that. Right. But um I will say this about the length. I think that it did kind of I don't think dwindle is the right word, but it did um uh, dwindle my enjoyment of this pay-per-view uh, a little bit. I feel like a lot of the matches that I would have liked more were kind of smothered by this thing's length. Yeah, and, I get it. Uh, I get it. If I'd have watched, if I watch it again this week, I think if I watch it again in an hour and a half spurts, I'm going to yeah. be blown away by there, a lot there, of but it. But there, there was like a bunch of filler here. Right. It that makes that you think there. about the fact that the MJF Wardlow match at the beginning, with it, how brief it was. Honestly, a great paced match when you consider what happens throughout. Right. It's short, it's sweet, it's it's the closest thing we're ever gonna get to a squash match. Well and you kinda respect. Okay, I'll get to before we get to punk, we're gonna put those neck to neck because you brought it up. I like that. Yeah. Wardlow, as we know, MJF feuding with with Tony at least in character, probably out of character, no shows, a signing event. He comes out, it, it really felt like the kind of thing where they said, look, you need to put over your friend Wardlow no matter what you do. 
And so rather than having a match, he goes out there and gets squashed, and he leaves on a stretcher, which in a way could have been writing him off of television. Right? It's possible. I mean, the dude literally made a joke when he was coming to the ring, like, trying to fly like an airplane to get booze. Right. He knows what he did, and he knows what people are talking about him about. Right. Now, to piggyback on that, there were a couple of ways this match could have gone in the heavyweight title picture. Wardlow wins, of course. He's now officially a part of AEW. He's he's flying. They have done this as well as anybody's ever introduced a character into a solo division. He is ready to do whatever they want to do with him. He's soaring. Now, what they do after that, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. But we get to this punk match, and this thing could have gone many ways. I thought the best way to book this match was Hangman Page to win and then to get into a feud with MJF, MJF to beat him, and then to have Punk be the one to dethrone MJF down the road. And that way, that gives you a year's worth of television. You transition the title twice, and it gives you a real heel bad guy for a little bit, and it gives the locker room that we are still homegrown talent feel, which is in, which has to be in question at this point with the predominance of Daniel Bryan, the Keith Lees and all that coming in, and then you have... All of this influx of talent that they continue to get, including this rush and all these shiny new toys keep coming into the... It's got to be hard for him. But if you do have homegrown talent go over twice and then you put it on Punk for his send away, thank you for coming thing, that's a really cool story to tell. MJF being in trouble with Tony, conflicting with Tony, takes him out of that equation. He can't be the one to dethrone Hangman anymore. Because you don't know if you're going to have him. There's too much question marks around MJF right now. You can't trust him. So then, how do you get the belt off a hangman? Punk. What's the story they chose to tell in this match I think is very interesting. And I think you'd like to talk about that. What did you think the story was they were telling in the match? I really thought that the match was interesting in regards to... It shows... Hangman becoming the very thing that he hated. Like, he was, he came into being, essentially got the whole dealio after Kenny turned on him. And Kenny cared about only one thing, and that's the belt and proving that he was better than everybody. And the entire match, you see Hangman get worse and angrier until he's literally throwing punk, like doing punk's moves. He threw Punk into, like, the announcer table, not the announcer table, the uh, place where they ring the bell, throws him into there, picks up the belt, and screams in his face, you will never be champion, which is a very heel move. And by the end of it, like, after they're, like, throwing all everything at each other, after, like, they're worn slap out, they knock out the ref, and you think, oh, no, what's going to happen? Um, Punk picks up the belt and is about to do something that is... No, pa- Page. Yeah, Page, sorry. Page. Yes, Picks up the belt. Thank you for fixing that. And is about to essentially do the thing that Jericho did to him, like the very first match. Like Jericho's done that to everybody. He did that to Mox, but Mox kicked out of it. But I think I remember Jericho did that to him, if I remember correctly. And to the point where, how do like he looked at the belt and realized I've just. I have gone too far. So he puts it away. He's like, I'm going to finish this out as myself. Unfortunately, 
Punk did like didn't doubt himself in the slightest and used that time to make him go to sleep. And that's how we got Punk as champion. And I think it's very interesting because that might lead to a the long-awaited, <laughs> debated hangman heel turn, depending on who you ask. Well, to Because pick- they've been teasing his heel turn for ages, and I think we may finally be getting it. To piggyback on your point, Excalibur made the point of saying during the early portion of the match, he said, Hangman has had issues with insecurities, and he's had anxiety issues earlier in his career, and he overcame those issues to become world champion. And then here we had this weird interaction before the match where they kind of talked really poorly to one another, and Hangman, as you said, was aggressive in the promos. Almost heelish in his promos of what he was going to do to Punk and all that. And as we're watching the battle, what you're talking about is we see the more he can't put Punk away, the more he begins to play to the crowd, the more you and can the really... the crowd is split, which makes it worse for right. him. Right. They were actually booing him at the beginning, right? They're booing him. They were booing for... like it, The crowd was rooting for whoever had momentum. Right. I noticed that. So whenever right. somebody stopped it, they immediately booed the snot out of it. But hey, Punk, and not Punk, Page stopped a lot of Punk's momentum. So that meant a lot of booing for him. Right. But Page's anxieties and lack of self assurance played out in front of us to the point in which when the ref was knocked out, he grabbed the belt. And like you said, that gave, even though he didn't do it, that gave Punk time to recoup. He has the counter. He gets to go to sleep. We have a new world champion. What do we do with Paige? We, Jared was despondent in my living room because he's such a Paige guy. And you feel the heel turn coming. You feel it because he's already kind of let a little bit of that dark side of the force in now. And he's not going to look at it like, I had him down. I should have just kept doing it. I had it. He's going to look at it like I should have hit him with the belt. Like you thought at the end. The, mo- the morality of the tale. Oh, um, I, I made kind of like a, a semi-sarcastic joke about, like, I really like how the message of that match was, sometimes you make the selfless choice and life decides to punish you anyways. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I feel like the real thing was you shouldn't have been so, like, I know you get paid for your transgressions of thinking selfishly, but you are also 100% correct in your reading of that. I won't lie to you. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, hey, it's a, it's a message, you know. <laughs> You know, sometimes the message is in the form of a baseball bat coming for your head. And <laughs> that would have been the Jericho thing. I th- we're not talking about that. Actually. We're going to move. <laughs> on. We're going we're to move into the rest of the pay per view, though. I think that it's fascinating as Punk is your world champ. I don't hate it. I would have preferred a different route, but this whole pay per view was full of things that I thought were really good. Not the route I would have gone. Honestly, the, what I found like when we finally got to the last match, and we're going to go into detail about these, I assume, or at least most of them. I realized that, and I texted this to, to the uh, group chat that we have amongst the wrestling friendos who come on to Go Home Heat. The pay-per-view is 100% full of people retaining their championships. Right. There was no real surprises this pay-per-view, unless you count a couple people coming in. No one... And it left a weird taste in my mouth to the point where when Paige and Punk came out, I'm like, I think Punk may be the surprise here. I think he may get the surprise win because if you have everybody consistently keeping the belt, 
nothing changing, everything remaining in the status quo, you got to do something different. You know, like, especially when this is your biggest pay-per-view of your company. I do think, though, that it was the surprise, but not really. I think most people thought Punk was going to win the match. I think that's the way most people were feeling. I also think, like, online, people enjoyed the Jericho. We're not going to go into detail on everything that happened. You know what I mean? Because it was a lot. It's it, it just the Jericho Appreciation Society was crazy. All the blood and guts, all the spots that you would expect. Um, I, oh, by the way, fun fact about that match right. is I had two people in here. I had two people here, or three people here, when I was watching WrestleMania. They mm-hmm. got into it. Oh, I had two people here, two of those three people, because one guy couldn't show up here for double nothing. Same people watched that Jericho match and said, there's no way he's bleeding that much. <laughs> like they, I had to complain. Like, no, no, that's legitimately him bleeding or like a, like maybe a little bit of a packet or something. But like that bleeding, it's blood. He's like, that's com-. they were like trying to convince me otherwise. I'm like, no, it's just. That's just how these specific matches go. And then you see them rubbing mustard in it, and you're like, well, that's just... <laughs> that's just gross. Right? That's, just, that's just gross. That the, might lead to some weird health complications. The, the, fin- the finish is... That's not sanitary. Eddie Kingston planning to burn Jericho to death, and Daniel oh. Bryan stopping it. Oh, I didn't like this match. Yeah. Right. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but I thought... My thing was... I get why the faction has to win storyline-wise. Because the other one is a thrown-together group. So, uh, Kingston, Mox, Brian, they don't like each other to begin with. So, them going over here doesn't make sense against the guys who do like each other. The Combat Club, the Blackpool Combat Club, will probably get into a thing with this same group down the road and go over. I didn't particularly care for... I don't particularly care for Jericho winning all these... (laughs) It frustrates me at this point in his career... I think we could have some of those guys are really good technical wrestlers, and I or think how, how about Jericho? How about I go over? How about that? How about yeah, Jericho? How about I go over? Why don't we think about that? <laughs> what I my thing with this match, right, is that I thought there were two good matches going on here, but there were also they kept cutting between different things. Where it became hard to see what was the focus. Yeah, there were two mediocre slash not really good matches uh, going on as well, and um, it was constantly um, switching between the good and the bad, and it didn't necessarily know um, when the exciting stuff was happening, so it would it would cut, like, after something big happened, like, when the, the when uh, we had mustard on him, we, we didn't know why he, how he got mustard on him. He just had it on him. Right. We didn't see how that interaction... Because he was hot-dogging, man. He was hot-dogging. I, I think there's something to be said for the spontaneity of AEW, but there is something to be said for knowing at what point certain things are going to happen so your cameras can get in that direction. Yeah. And I think that until they narrowed it down to the two teams near the ring... It was just such a cluster, it was really hard to tell what was going on. Yeah, and, and at the end, you could kind of tell they were... Right, because it got to where to it was... decluster it, but yeah. the problem with that was, it, at that point, it started to feel a little formulaic. A lot of people online <laughs> loved it, and that, that's cool. If, if total chaos is your thing, it's not necessarily I mean, that I'm opposed to that, but yeah. I, I get it. I, I mean, get it. I, J- J- Jared was talking about how he, he really didn't like this match, and he really dislikes... Um, Let's yeah. slide into something fun. Kyle O'Reilly yeah. versus Darby Allen. This match was quite Yeah, good. buddy. That was great, right? 
Yeah. Love me some technical uh, it, wrestling. It, it started out with Darby Allen almost dying. <laughs> okay, here's what's funny Which and fascinating. Which is typical of a Darby Allen match, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a constant. Where he almost dies. <laughs> something that's funny and fascinating about this, Nick, is that you just said technical wrestling with Darby, and he has become more and more of that as we've gone on. He does wrestle like he is the, like he is the weapon. He throws his body into people, but he's very good at all the moves. He's good at rolling around with guys. O'Reilly's the best at it. O'Reilly's striking is as good as anybody as far as in, in a wrestling ring striking goes. Like I'm like I'm sure there are well, you know, Joe. Joe exists and he had a great match tonight too, so I won't I won't say that completely, but I love the way Kyle O'Reilly strikes. I thought this match went well. I couldn't believe Darby didn't kill himself when he somehow managed how he even got underneath the second rope, if I if my eyes didn't deceive me there. For that first suicida and just hit the ground head first. And then they decide, oh, since he doesn't have a concussion, evidently, we'll just go to the other side of the ring and try it again. And they hit it perfectly, catches him, gets him in the headlock. Oh, the that, was, that was my favorite move. Of, like, there was a couple great moves in that match. That was my favorite when he just caught him. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, that's sick. And every time, and every time Kyle manages to lay there and act like he's going to catch the, the, the move by the guy on the top rope and, and lose the match and he catches him and puts him in some form of a chokehold. I always mark out for it. It works for me every time. It did this time on the coffin drop. He gets the win and I'd love to see Kyle O'Reilly start to get more solo matches in this company. I loved when you, you know that his last run in NXT when he was having matches with Finn Balor, I had one of his matches with Finn Balor in my top 10 of the year. Yeah. And People were like, you're crazy. And I'm like, dude, y'all are sleeping on Kyle O'Reilly because dude, he is not great on the stick. Watch, but that dude is incredible. There, There is a match. Um, there's actually uh, two matches with both members of Red Dragon. And it is Kyle O'Reilly versus Shibata. Katsuyori Shibata. And um, Bobby Fish versus Katsuyori Shibata. Those are some of the greatest matches of all time. Please, if you can get them, watch them because you will. Wait, if understand. you can't get them, watch if them. If you can, if you can, if you can, you can't find, get them. You find you you use your third eye. <laughs> yes, uh, if you can find a way to watch them, please watch them because you will absolutely understand the hype of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. If, if you do not understand the hype already. Yeah, All right. this match definitely reminds you why Kyle is yeah. is the bee's knees. And it's another one of those matches, too, where Darby did not have to go over to get over. That was great. And everybody knows that match was great. It didn't hurt him at all to lose this match. Now, let's go into the women's division real quickly. We had the Jade Cargill match with... Which was? Anna Jay, and it was fine. It's, it, no, no, it was spectacular for one reason. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> Two reasons. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Which was... We're throwing out the lawyer and his crutch. We don't need it. We're bringing in Stokely Hathaway, boys. Yes. And <laughs> the artist formerly known as Bivens. When I tell you I jumped out of my seat and everyone was extremely confused why this suit is walking and I'm freaking out about it. I was like, you don't know. He didn't show me Scooby-Doo mysteries and now I get my due. <laughs> and then after all that, after Jade gets the dub, after Stokely gets the distraction, who comes out to find to give this women's division another kick in the pants to like they bring in Ray's Ray's girl, my one of a, one of the most underrated. Athena comes out to the ring. Absolutely hundred percent. 
I like I like I like old girl. She can wrestle. She can oh. wrestle and lining them up across from each other. I don't know that it's Ray's girl, but I like her. Lining <laughs> I, them I, up I, across I, I, I from like each that. other to see the faction warfare that's about to happen, even though it's not really a faction. It's having having think, Stratlander, having Jay, and having Athena going up against the baddies right there in the middle of the ring gives us a place for this division. Now we'll move into the oh. the women's title match. We had Thunder Rosa. Going over Deed in what I thought was a very technically well done match. I it, it, this go ahead. Uh, this match was good. I feel like it was. He- I I uh, I heavy. This is a heavy feeling. I feel like this is one of those matches that I would have enjoyed far more if it weren't for the pay per view's crushing length. Yeah, I, I feel like I can feel you. I can feel you. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like this was so late in the pay per view. This, <laughs> but it was such good counters throughout the match. Yeah, no, it was a good match. It was a very good right. match. And that, but it's just it's 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 not the match's fault that right. I wasn't as crazy as, about this match as I should have been. Right, because it's hard to watch when you've been watching a lot of people jumping off of ladders and all this other stuff. In mayhem, it's hard to sit in and watch two two people rolling around countering one another. Because this match started off focused. going a hundred, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and then it had a little spot in the middle there where they—I don't think they slowed. They did slow it down a little bit, but I think yeah. that was more of a like they, strategic. They, like a, we need to catch our breath there. You know yeah, what I mean? There was like a second, a second, uh, like gear in there where it kind of lost a little momentum. Right, and I feel like that's I feel like that's truly when I was like, oh, this pay per view's been. But if you, I thing, think if like, you weren't tired like, though, that would have felt like yeah. this is where somebody creates momentum to win instead of feeling like, man, I'm, I'm going to check my phone real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. It it's happens just, to us all. It's just it's just moment. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's just moments like that where where you're just kind of like, man, uh, this pay per view's been going on for a while. What did we think about Soho versus? DMD, Britt Baker. I, personally, I thought it was surprisingly decent. I was not looking forward to this match, and I was surprised by how adequate it was. Go ahead. Pretty solid, pretty solid stuff. There is no problem. That's the thing. I like. It's hard to describe that I thought it was fine, and I'm trying to think of like what I didn't like. And there was nothing I didn't like. I like Ruby Soho. I like... Brit and I feel like Brit going this more aggressive style is good. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it was good. No, that was it, it. It, it's funny. It's funny hearing you talk about that because I almost feel like the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's like, uh, and like when I try to describe like like how how I thought it was fine, I, I like I describe like what I like about it and what I dislike about it. I don't really have that much of a opinion. I just thought it was fine. It was it's fine. fine. I'm happy. It I'm happy. Fine. I'm it's happy fine. that uh, Ruby got um, rancid. Like rancid got to play for Ruby to go out there. Heck yeah, she got happy her Triple H them, Motorhead honestly. moment, right? Dude. Come on, yeah, Dude, I like how like so Brit came out with like the dude with the guitar, like yeah, this is my guy. And Ruby's like yeah, I'm bringing the band. <laughs> you got, got one dude. I got Fozzie. He hangs out backstage anyway. I, 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 Fozzie's guitar. <laughs> it is kind of weird. When like uh, both entrances have like a live band, like it's it's really cool to do. <laughs> yeah, listen, I think the dude was good as a guitar. I don't think I would call him a one man band. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but let's move into I'm also pretty sure now right. she wins her half of the Owen Hart tournament. We and of course Cole winds up winning what I thought was a fantastic match. 
with with Joe. Joe. You thought so too? Uh, absolutely. I'd love me some Samoa Joe. And I thought Cole outlasted him. I thought that was the right way to tell the story. Them standing there together with Owen's widow was was a touching moment. I thought all that worked out. You agree? Honestly, as soon as I saw Britt come out with the also the pink, that's that's a little too on those. Like clearly she's winning because you have the pink with Cole, the pink with Britt. Like you tell me that, and like the other ones aren't even like addressing Owen in their stuff. It's yeah. like you really not. <laughs> Now, sliding into Death Triangle with House of Black, I thought this was spectacular. Murder rhombus. I thought this was spectacular. I enjoyed the fact that they finished off the storytelling of the cheerleader turning heel to cost Pac as Pac was going to win. After all these years. We We got all the high spots. I appreciate them wrapping up the story and completing who this faction now is. Going forward, I think this is great. Um, I'm happy it's concluded this it's over. cheerleader storyline. <laughs> Finally, we've made it to the end of the path. We did it, gang. We made it together. Yes. Uh, probably my favorite, my my second favorite match of the night um, behind the Hangman Punk. I, I mean, well, let's slide into Hardy's versus Bucks because I okay. think that's all we got left to do. Besides, what we're going to wrap it with was the amazing performance of Hook and Danhausen. And then we'll finish it up. So what did you think about Hardy's and the Young Bucks? Um, I thought this match was honestly kind of hit and miss. Matt's not really as mobile as he was. Um, as much as I... And, and Jeff. As much as I love Jeff. And as as much as he means to me as a wrestler. He's like my favorite wrestler when I was younger. Um, I think he's always been a little sloppy. And uh, I don't know necessarily how well this all worked with the Young Bucks. I just I I thought I I thought it was honestly quite fifty fifty. I was I get what you said. I think if I had been there at the show, when we saw the Rock and Roll Express wrestle, right? Yeah, and we it was fantastic because we were there, and is and even though they're a little bit older and maybe they're missing a step, doesn't matter because we're there, right? And I feel yeah. like that's how this match feels to people. And I think that Matt Hardy does a good job in tag matches of kind of uh, scripting the fact that he's limited. But a Bucks match is going to be a Bucks match. Those spots are going to be there. And Jeff's matches are going to have him trying to do crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, this is, this is like a dream match on paper. Yeah, and, it, and that, that's the problem, too, is it's up against its own expectations. Because what if we'd have got this match ten years ago? Yeah, like right? five years ago. Right, but we didn't. And that's okay. And this was good. It just could have been so much more. If it weren't for time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> What did you think, Nick? For that match specifically, you know, I'm with Ray on this one. Like, on paper, it's like, oh, it's going to be crazy. And it was all right. Like, when it was going right, it was going right. And then when you went a little too weird, I'm like, I got worried for Jeff's safety. Right. I, <laughs> it could have been great. And when it was over, I was like, good, I'm glad nobody's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. By the way, I know we're about to wrap up, but I feel like we should at least address the tag team uh, match. Oh my goodness, the triple threat. It was fantastic. Wait, which yes. one are we talking about? The the triple threat tag team championship match. We had Taz, Starks, Hobbs. We had 
Swerve. Swerve. Leave. Leave. Either one of those teams this, wins, this and that's a, my match of the night. But this is this either is, one of those two teams wins, but they a, don't. Jungle Boy another, versus Jurassic I'm, Express. Go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You? Uh, this is another one of those matches that I feel like was just smothered by this pay-per-view's length. This it was, was the like, second to last match. This was the second to last match. The match before it was a bloody mess. People swinging baseball bats at each other, barbed wire, everything. A bloody mess structurally and actually. Right, right. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And it was up against that in, in spite of the fact that it was very, very good. It was very good. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was it was crushed by this pay-per-view's length. And we had the story. We've been. I was so confused when Jungle Express goes over because it feels like Christian is going to eventually throw Jungle Boy under the table and stomp on him to get back into wrestling. Highlight as a singles wrestler. He looks at him funny when the camera's on him. He gives you those snide looks when he puts his arm around him. He glances at the camera like at some point I put I put my son down. And then <laughs> old Yeller's got to go sometime. Young Yeller, right? Because it's Jungle Boy is going to put down. And yet, right? It's not yet, Jungle Man, Jungle Boy. And yet, here we are with Jungle Boy getting saved twice by Christian, and that's how they wind up kind of winning the match. And I'm like, why did you tell me this story? Yeah, if that's what we're doing here. But I guess the story gets to be told longer. But I'm just ready for Jungle Boy to go into. I can tell now we're on the path to Jungle Boy. Being taken seriously and going into some of these singles division things, because if you'd noticed, he's not wearing the fig leaf anymore, which means you can start to take him seriously. His, his attire. Is that how we define seriousness? Right. Well, I do. This is when when you remove the fig wrestling. leaf, you turn you turn into a serious pro wrestler at that point. All right, now let's get into what matters. Danhausen get the win as they pin the lawyer on the crutch. What a bad night the lawyer on the crutch had as he gets kicked to the curb by the baddies as well. <laughs> I feel like Dan Housen really was the showcase of this entire event in the pre-show and also through the whole thing. When he points at you, it's a curse. But it's also a blessing. Very nice. <laughs> Very evil. Indeed. I thought this. I thought that was a good way to, sh- to start the thing off in the pre-show to have this thing there. I feel like like there were a couple of things I would have done differently. Some of these matches I would have put on on a dynamite or a rampage just just to kind of give you a chance to take your breath. I probably would have done the ceremony as much as I really enjoyed the ceremony after the heart after the heart tournament ended. I feel like you could have done that and given it more time on a dynamite and allowed the crowd to really pay tribute to Owen. You could have given Owen a whole separate film package right there, and it could have been... You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have had the finals here, they win, and then start off your show with this huge tribute to Owen and then give them their trophies there, and then maybe somebody jump them right after that. You know, boom, go into it like that. But anyway, that's just me. I appreciate y'all being willing to come on here. Yeah. Y'all yeah, had a good time, um, right? I, 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 did, I did have... Uh, I had fun. I, have, I, have, I always have fun when I go on this podcast. That's what you're talking about. What's up with your boy? Oh, are you talking about him? We're all good. Did you have fun, Nick? Uh, the, with the with talking to you guys all the time. With the baby, oh, that was pretty good. Um, I do think that I, we also we didn't mention one match, but there's you know we're just trying to keep positive. But ultimately, there's something that Ray said. That I feel like it should okay. Phrase like this: It should be said that something that modern. That's certain AEW uh, pay-per-views and 
So modern, finally, WWE pay-per-views are really good at doing is setting a proper pace for the pay-per-views. You have to know, you have to, if you're going to go hard in one, you got to slow it down in the next. You have people catch their breaths and then you ramp it up again towards the end. And on, and on that note, check out our friends at the Game Project. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart, your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Nick and Nick. Okay. Um, please.